Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito All right, as you heard, we are the Armchair Superheroes. Your boy Pat Lane here with Taylor Kyles. Taylor, we're back at it again, man, and I am so damn excited to get this thing started again. I'm 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 pumped to jacked, man. I am too, brother. The show's making it really easy. I know it's like kind of a slow burn so far, but I'm enjoying it. I know there's gonna be a lot of crazy stuff. Like you watch all the interviews, everybody says it's just gonna get, you know, more nutty as the series goes on. So, you know, it's a good time to bring the boys back. That's right. And you know what? You know what it is, man? People are like, oh, it's so, so slow, and it's this and that. And I'm like, dude, no, like it's not. And first of all, I think if you went into this thinking anything other than it was going to be really weird and and super different than pretty much anything you've ever seen, I don't know what you were mm-hmm. expecting because that's what all the previews look like. Like, what the hell's going on? And I think the they've done a really good job, the first three episodes, of building tension because even mm-hmm. while – like. Some of the stuff is like off-putting. Like it's almost like, you know, something happens that's not funny, and then a laugh track comes behind it anyways. And so it's like this, it, you know, it's like this old-school sitcom that has a normal laugh track, but it's like they're not saying something funny, and there's a laugh track anyways. And you're like, well, wait a second, that doesn't belong there. And it's just like, it's so it's so well done, and it's very subtle. It's very very subtle. Some of the things are less subtle, but it's very subtle. But like, there's so much interesting stuff in it. Oh, definitely. And I think it's definitely got kind of that Twilight Zone kind of feel to it, where especially obviously the black and white makes it easy. So when something unsettling happens, it has that same kind of vibe that I think it's going for. But even still, like it's it's like they're tightening like the strings on a guitar or something. It's like you just when there's those weird moments, like you mentioned, with the laugh track over everything and just kind of like, all right, that was that was weird. Let's just not acknowledge, you know, whatever just happened. Um, there's clearly, you know, something going on. Like I want, I want the catharsis so badly, but it also makes me kind of appreciate that they're just doing this one week at a time thing. Cause it's forcing me to be like, all right, be, you know, be a good soldier, just take it in and appreciate it as it comes. Cause I would have like faced this entire show 
if it came out in a weekend because I just need to know oh, yeah. like, what the hell is going on. I, I, I trust them. I know it's going to be good, but I'm just so impatient. So it's almost like a workout. It's like a workout that I'm enjoying for my patients. Right. <laughs> well, dude, and that's 100%. Like, that's 100%. Like, I would I would absolutely look at this and be like, I'd finish it in an afternoon. I'd be like, all right, we're just watching it straight to like a movie. You know, it's just it, because mm-hmm. – you can't well, you can't look away like you watch it and they're also quick episodes and so it's like i have to watch everything you know and so um and so it's you know it's been awesome and by the way just a quick uh, a quick thing here uh I, I assume that this you know that everyone knows this but this is going to be a spoiler uh a podcast um we won't be necessarily talking about things in the future cuz we don't know those things but we'll be talking about, we're going to assume that you've watched all of the episodes of WandaVision before listening to this. So if you're not caught up, I mean, this is probably going to, well, this is coming out Thursday night. So it's going to be technically before episode four comes out. This show is mm-hmm. not talking about episode four because we haven't seen it yet. Um, but if you haven't seen the first three episodes, don't listen to the show because uh, we're not going to get super in-depth. But we're definitely going to give some things away that you're going to want to watch before you see it, before you listen to us at least. So... Uh, so let's get into it because here's here's a few things for me, man. There's a few, you know, really really fascinating uh, scenes for me. And the first episode I think is fun and light and not too much, and it's almost like an I Love Lucy episode where there's a lot of stuff going on and it's kind of funny and there's like it's weird, but and you're like, what the hell's going on the whole time? But the scene where the where the husband is choking on the on the sausage or whatever it is that he's choking on. And, you know, the, the mom from that 70s show, which, I, you know, listen, she could be in a million different roles. She's always going to be that mom from that 70s show. That's just who she is. Um, and she's at the dinner table and she's saying, you know, like, stop it. Stop it. Stop. No, stop it. And like her husband is choking on the ground, like dying. And she's just like laughing, saying, stop it. Like he's messing around. And it was just so weird. They're all the three of them are sitting at the table. She's saying, stop it. They're both looking at each other like nothing's happening. And she's like, go save him. Like, what are you doing? And it was just like it was like a, this weird moment where Vision didn't know what to do. Wanda was just kind of sitting there. And the it was it was very like, what the hell is happening right now? And that was the if it wasn't for that moment, you would have. In the first episode, at least, you would have known you wouldn't have known anything was wrong in that first in that first episode, other than that moment right there, because it was just so bizarre. Um, but it was it was really cool. I mean, looking back, it's it was just it's just a bizarre, bizarre moment, you know. Definitely, and I think we're starting to see like more every episode. The first that was the first one where you saw Wanda kind of snap out of the whole you know whatever decade she's in and kind of just go with the flow. Where it was like, all right, she's acting kind of weird because clearly, like, Vision using his powers in front of people is something where you're like, wait a minute, I thought they were trying to blend in. Clearly, they are supposed to know what's up, and it kind of gets swept under the rug. Then you had the moment where, um, what is it in the next episode, where she rewinds everything once they go out and they see uh, the sword agent outside and everything rewinds. And then in the last one, um, it rewinds again, but that one was weirder because it was like a jump cut. I thought my Disney Plus subscription messed up, and I Me was too. like, you know what, this is what I get for. I, I feel like everybody had that moment where like this is what uh-huh. I get. Like I, I'm just paying for my overconsumption. But well, you um, know what's funny you, about you, that? You keep getting those mm-hmm. about that moment. I don't mean to cut you off, but about that moment is that I was watching it. I, my dog gets up early, so I'm up early with her before anyone else is up. So I was watching that, and at that moment, my son was coming down the stairs. He was the first one up again, so I paused it. 
And I turned it back on and all of a sudden vision is standing up again. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Like, what, what the hell, dude? And so I like rewound and I thought I missed something, but I didn't. It was just it just like I timed it perfectly so that I missed the jump cut the first time because he was coming down the stairs as it happened. And it was like th- completely threw me off. So it was just, it was just kind of funny. That's a full mind F. If, I have any, if there was like any outside force at that moment that had done the same thing, I'd be like, oh, crap, I'm like stuck in a time loop, something's going on. Right. But, you know, like I was saying, it's, it's just those little hints that something's not going on. And I I know that no one really talks about it because it's Wanda and we all think that she's, you know, one of the Avengers. But clearly I think that she's doing something kind of shady because there's been those two moments where she clearly looked pretty pissed off and she was like, I'm not like having this happen and, you know, whatever yeah. reality I've constructed. We saw, we saw, um, what's her name, Monica Rambo get booted out of the simulation. So clearly we know that, you know, there's some kind of effect that Wanda's having over that town of Westview uh, that she got punted out of. You see it in all the trailers and everything. So I'm just excited to see exactly what level of crazy is happening right now because the way that they're all talking about it, it sounds like the, the, the show is basically formatted to be every decade and then the last three episodes. So I think it's like they're going through six decades of TV and then the last three episodes are supposed to be like full on like Avengers movie, like special effects, just right. that's where all the budget pretty much went. So clearly it's going to be something crazy that we don't quite expect. I think everyone kind of by now is like, all right, something's going on with Mephisto. They keep hinting towards like the devil and, you know, all those weird kind of things that they keep bringing up that kind of hint towards, what goes on in the comics where Mephisto is creating these children for Wanda and trying to steal, you know, her magic or whatever, not to get too into the like super nerdy stuff, but right. But that's see the little threads of the storyline where it's clearly there's, you know, some evil force at play, but Wanda's not innocent either. And you see that in her body language and the way Elizabeth Olsen plays it. And she's such a good actress, dude. Like I know, and especially because uh, Kevin Feige keeps saying that he wanted to bring back, Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen because they're so good and they didn't really have anything to do in the other movies because they're all in Avengers movies. So I'm excited to see what they do, obviously with the storytelling and all that, but also just like getting two Academy. I don't know if they've won, but at least Academy nominated actors just getting to have fun and be these characters that they've developed for years. Like Paul Bettany has been in the, been in more Marvel movies now or Marvel projects than Robert Downey Jr. Cause he's been around since Iron Man. Yeah, because he was yeah, because he was Jarvis. I mean, it's it's nuts. I mean, when you think about it that way, it's it's kind of wild. And then, you know, th- listen, the simple fact for me is that I look at it and I just I don't. It's done so well, and like I said, the subtlety there. And you were saying about her. Now I want to talk. I want to rewind a little bit to Geraldine in a minute because you mentioned her real name, but um, but I do when she turns on Geraldine in that last episode, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the baby start crying. And she's like, what did you say? Like, no, what did you say? And like, it gets real dark for a second and the babies are crying in the background and you're like, oh my God, like what is happening right now? And so of course she gets, you know, she gets thrown out. And then when she gets thrown out that way, uh, what we don't, what we weren't, what we weren't told basically originally, and you mentioned it, you alluded to it already, but Geraldine is not Geraldine. As you know, the, some of the neighbors are talking about too. Her name is Monica Rambo, as you as you uh, alluded to. She is the little girl from Captain Marvel. She's already um, that same actress. I think Tiona Paris is her name. That same actress is already confirmed for Captain Marvel two. Um, so she's going to mm-hmm. be in Captain Marvel two. And uh, additionally, she becomes a superhero called Spectrum. Uh, she has a few different names, but Spectrum is one of them. 
And some people have theorized that, um, you know, it's possible that her getting chucked out of there by Scarlet Witch, she um, kind of absorbed some of her magic when that happened. And then that is kind of the jumping off point of how she becomes a superhero. Now, whether that's accurate or not, who knows, of course. But and then there was one other thing about her when she gets out of there. And this was a question that someone, you know, someone posed. And I I watched a, a YouTube video that I thought was fascinating. He said, you know, is the town kind of are they in some sort of dream? And there there are a few allusions to dreams, um, you know, in in the shows. And because when she it's almost like she's waking up when she gets thrown out of town, it's almost as if she's like waking up out of like a dream almost. And so there have been some questions about, is this a dream, you know, is, is either Wanda or someone else holding all these people in there in some dreamlike state, um, you know, where they are. And, and so, you know, and they're just kind of figuring out what's going on. They obviously know something is happening, right? Now, the question is, do they know that Wanda is running the show or do they, or do they think that someone else is doing it and then Wanda is just there? kind of as like an it maybe not necessarily an innocent person but as someone else that's kind of trapped there with them that's the question that we don't know the answer to um and so it's it's fascinating and then there were some allusions to Catherine Hahn about her being a character that um uh, is related to and I I can't remember the name of the three witches from from Ultron oh you know uh, oh I got I, I I got this one. Oh, the um the uh I know what you're talking about from the deleted scene yes so I they were saying so go ahead right go on go on go on no 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 go ahead take it okay i'm doing the super nerdy deep dive i'm just telling yes. you right now yes so so everything that i know about the show and like what i think is happening is informed by there's a few of wanda comics where she has really big story arcs one of them is house of m mm-hmm. um that was one of the easter eggs you saw from the bottle i think in the first episode it's um i forget what the m stands for it's it's house of murder or something like that it's it's but it's basically a storyline where wanda is tricked into having these children by this demon character the marvel universe he's the devil basically named mephisto right and he's got this uh basically like this second hand uh called agatha harkness she's like one of the ancient this ancient witch or something like that and that's who a lot of people think Catherine Hahn is playing in this show so she's kind of like a sidekick of this guy who's trying to basically steal Wanda's powers by having these two children and siphoning off their abilities. And these two kids are supposed to grow up to be um, what are going to be two pivotal characters in the Young Avengers they're basically putting together with a lot of their future projects. Um, They're known as Wiccan and Speed. So Wiccan is like a magical character who's got his mom's powers. And then Speed is like Quicksilver, who they mentioned last episode. They kind of got to start mentioning that because Obviously, they want to start explaining why exactly they have these kinds of powers. And Speed also looks just like Pietro. He's got the white hair in the comics, so it's kind of important that they bring him up. So they're kind of setting the seeds, basically, for Wanda to have these children who, I'm assuming, so a big part of the uh, the storyline also in House of M is what happens is she has these children, but they're not real. But because Wanda in the comics and in the show has the power to warp reality, she actually creates two real children, but everyone else is saying you can't have these kids. They're not real. This is like you having a psychotic break. She's like, I'm not having that. And in the comic books says no more mutants. And because she can warp reality and she feels like all the mutant characters in the Marvel universe are kind of going against her. And she just wants to 
you know, be free and be able to chill, she wipes all of them out of existence. So that's obviously not going to happen. It's kind of yeah. like the snap. It's a similar kind of idea. But it's that whole thing of Wanda being so powerful that she can completely change what's going on in reality and not just what you see, but what's actually real. Like how Vision is clearly a real thing. People are interacting with him. All the people in the town are real people because they're in a real place. And like, again, you see that barrier that she has around the whole place where it looks like they're inside of a TV set. So that's kind of why it's confusing because you don't know how much control Wanda has. And that's part of what makes the show so interesting is that it's completely redoing the rules of the Marvel Universe. Like, obviously, the Infinity Stones are a part of it because the Mind Stone, how Wanda got her powers, and then Monica Rambo, like you were saying, the Infinity Stones have something to do with her powers like they do with Captain Marvel. In the comics, they're basically, they basically have very similar abilities. So it's hard to know what's going on, again, because this is completely like the visual language of the whole universe what is allowed to happen. We don't know the extent of Wanda's powers. We don't know who is controlling other things. Like in the last episode, how things in the house were going crazy. We right. didn't, and it seems like she wasn't in control. Is that Wiccan as a baby controlling things without him, you know, being conscious of it because he's so powerful? Or is it Mephisto, like the crane that she couldn't snap out of existence? You know, there's a lot of things that we don't know about because this is just expanding the universe so much. And obviously right. it's going to lead to, you know, the Spider-Man multiverse, Doctor mm-hmm. Strange. I know that Evan Peters, who played Quicksilver in X-Men, he's going to be in the show. We're not sure if he's going to be Quicksilver from the Fox universe coming over or if he's going to be Mephisto himself. So, like, there's so much stuff that could happen in the show, and it's such a slow burn, and it's deliberate because they know, like, it's Marvel. We got the subscription. It's not like we're going to protest just because they're making right. us wait for the real information. But, man, like, we, we really, like you were saying, are they asleep? Is this just a whole thing that Wanda's controlling completely on her own? Is she being manipulated? Like, we have no idea. And it's tackling mental health. So they have to be sensitive to what Wanda's going through. Right. And if they're going to be a very honest portrayal of mental health, sometimes it goes really badly and you need friends to help you. And sometimes those friends are magicians named Dr. Strange. So, right. you know, who, who knows what's going to happen? Well, I'm and that's excited, that, man. Oh, it's so great. And, you know, that's the thing is that you look at it and you say, okay – you know, what's going on? What are the commercials about? Right. And that's another thing where maybe she's being manipulated by those commercials. They're working in Stark Industries then they work in Strucker and then they work in, you know, Hydra. And so like all this stuff is going on, but like, is that placating her to see, you know, TV is real. There's all sorts of like symbolism about television is, is ads for TVs all over the place. There's all sorts of different things that are going on that are kind of like all alluding to stuff. Again, Super subtle stuff, but stuff that's almost like, you know, they want her to keep dreaming or keep, you know, someone's trying to manipulate. I don't even know. So fascinating. I, I don't think that it's anyone else because these are all things like from Wanda's past that we keep seeing. Like I was thinking Hydra at first, but then we thought about when we think about it, Hydra's pretty much gone in the way that we know because they were already found out. So Hydra probably wouldn't have the power to manipulate Wanda. But when you think about it, they all have things to do with her childhood. Like, the first one was a Stark Industries toaster, and the sound that it made as it was counting down, like, there was that weird, awkward point yes. where it just started, like, beeping, and everyone, the, the actress looked kind of tense. The actress has been in all the previews. She's got red hair. I'm pretty sure that's going to end up being Wanda's mom. But, like, what she was talking about um, in Age of Ultron, where she said that there was that missile from Stark Industries that they basically thought was going to blow up for two days, and then you see the things about Strucker, who created her. Like, these are intimate details about her life. 
that right. I don't think most people would know. So I think it's got to be either just her telling herself that this is okay and, like, she's in full control because they're such kind of personal memories or I think it's something supernatural where they're kind of in her head and then they're kind of peeling things back. But, like, I don't even think Hydra's a part of this. And they may not be. It's, it is interesting, though. I mean, you look at, like, AIM, for instance, is, like, was portrayed, you know, a lot of those guys looked like beekeepers. Like, they looked like they had beekeeper uniforms on in AIM, which, of course, AIM is, uh, comes from, you know, Iron Man 2, right? Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's like, so it's so many... There's so many different kind of intricate details where you're like, okay, could they go this way? Could they go that way? Could, right? And and she has been rumored to be the bad guy in the new Doctor Strange movie, right? And so, and you alluded to that right. too, where it's like, could she basically say, like you said, like, all right, I don't care. Like, oh, you think my kids aren't real? I don't care. I will literally rip time and space apart to keep my kids alive. And Doctor Strange has to step in and be like, okay, wait a second, like let's let's calm down like we we can't do that like we have to you know but like and they have made they have done such a great job you know really with thanos and and other characters as well where yes they're the bad guy yes they're trying to kill everyone but they have altruistic intentions they really feel like they're doing the right thing and so you know that Mm -hmm. could be a situation where she is a sympathetic character but also the bad guy that needs to be stopped you know, and if they can convince her, then they don't have to destroy her, which I don't think that they would. But like they can convince her to be like, OK, like, hold on, like back off, like, let's see what happens, you know, and, and kind of go from there. And I feel like they could be leading up to that with what's going on right now. And like I said, you know, what's so interesting and you you mentioned it, too. It's so different than anything that we've seen from the MCU. They're pushing boundaries. They're changing like. They're just changing what's going on. And what I love about it is that they are going week to week. It's not a binge thing because, you know, if you think back to the actual MCU, they released Iron Man in 08 and they had the t- the teaser at the end that there was going to be, you know, an Avengers. But then you had to wait four years for an Avengers movie to come out. And they played it slow intentionally to try to do the story mm-hmm. right and build the tension and everything else. And so them doing that in this as well really makes it interesting and really makes it something that I'm very, very excited about. And they still had to introduce mutants too. That's a big part of what this show is supposed right. to be doing because it's, it's kind of like that flip where I said, like in the comic books, she eliminates half of mutants in this, obviously now that they have the rights from Fox, they're allowed to legally acknowledge um, what Wanda and Peach yes. are on the comics are mutants. And I think I read somewhere, too, that in the Agents of Sword show, that's basically just going to be, I think, a Sam Jackson kind of uh, a project where he gets to show his chops, like him and Ben Mendelsohn. Obviously, oh, nice. two other incredible actors that they just haven't oh, yeah. had, you know, the, the ability to use because of the way that their movies come out. Um, but I think Beast is supposed to be in that. Um, I don't know, like, how true that is, but it's from one of the sources that usually is pretty spot on that I like. Um, this channel everything always. And if that's true, that means that mutants have already been around probably, or that she's going to activate, you know, some kind of mutant gene. So like, I just want right. to get to the end of the show so badly. Like I want Maybe. to see just what it looks like. like. There's it's, 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 it's the most creative, you know, licensing uh, or whatever uh, intellectual property on the planet. And they're like, all right, we're going to really push the boundaries because we've got decades of comic books and you know uh visual interpretations to go off of and all we have to do is just drop a couple mil 
and we're gonna right. make all these you know people's oh. childhood dreams come true i'm geeked man like I it's have so to, it's I so awesome you know well <laughs> it's funny because for me i'm not a comic book guy i've never read the comics i've never like i've never done that and i didn't even get it on the ground floor on the mcu i wasn't a big mcu guy until i don't even know maybe the first guardians like i was never like i liked it and i had seen movies here and there but i wasn't like i remember i saw iron man 2 in 3d uh I went, I only saw that movie because I went to go see Star Wars with my dad on opening night. Like, like we had pre-sale tickets and they gave out like too many, too many pre-sale tickets. And so they were like, sorry, we'll give you a ticket. And I'm like, oh, okay, Iron Man 2 is playing. All right, let's go see that. And, but that was the, like, I wasn't a huge MCU guy and now I've gotten into it and I've started to love it. And of course, you know, then I go back and read all the stuff and look at the things and, you know, kind of break down what's going on. But like, you know, for someone that that loved the comics, it must be amazing because there's so many storylines that they can do. And, you know, it's similar to Star Wars, you know, in some respects that way, because there's so much canon that you can go off of. And there's so many different storylines with these same characters that, you know, it's like, OK, well, you can take this path or you can take that path or you can tell this story and you can tell this story and you can combine those three stories. Like there's a million things that they can do. And, you know, Feige just. He just doesn't miss, dude. He doesn't miss. Everything is good. I don't know how they do it, but everything is good. And this so far, again, has been good. And people want more. Like, this is the best part about it. People want more. Like, when the episode ends and you're like, oh, God, what happens next? Like, why can't I see? Like, that's what you want at the end of every episode. Not to the point where it's like, you literally have no idea what's going on and this is stupid. But, like, the point where it's like, You've been given a little bit. You have an idea what's going on. You can maybe watch a few videos and see Easter eggs and stuff, but you're like, oh, just show me what happens next, you know, and that's where we are right now. And uh, episode four, I'm I'm thinking that episode four might be a little bit of a doozy, but we'll see what happens. I'm hoping so, man. I just, I need, I, I, I don't even know what's going to happen once I get it. Like, I think I'm just going to sit like I'm in a coma for an hour and just like let it all sink in. Like, I'm so excited for it. And then I know, I, like, it, it's it's like the most exciting part of the journey is the anticipation. And right now right. the anticipation is killing me slowly and I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, it's great. It's great. So uh, big things that we're looking forward to there. One thing I want to, before we leave, one thing I want to talk about completely not MCU related, um, but it is a superhero thing. And so I figured we're on a superhero podcast. So what the hell, you know what I mean? I've, I've recently binge watched Titans. You ever seen Titans on uh, HBO max? I've it's not a, seen Titans. So it's a DC property. Um, it, it has, it's, it's basically, it's not the same characters, but you know, Teen Titans go, um, which is, which is, you know, been a long running cartoon show, obviously a lot of comedy in that one. This one is not comedy, um, but it's pretty good. It's got Robin in it. It's got Raven in it. It's got Beast Boy in it. Um, it's got a few different things going on. Um, you know, it's not amazing. It is TVMA. So they swear a little bit. There's a little bit of, of, of violence. Um, Uh-oh. You know, so it's it's decent. It's not bad. It's pretty good. It's not like mm-hmm. amazing. It's not like drop everything and go watch it right now. But it's not bad. And it's like 11 episodes season one, 13 episodes season two. It's not really that much. And season three is coming out. They had to delay because of the coronavirus. But season three is coming out, I think, the end of the year. So, you know, it's like it's decent. It's not like amazing. But if you're looking for something else to watch in between in between weeks with WandaVision and you want to get your uh, your superhero fix, uh it's a it's a pretty good show so um you know so go out and watch that if you haven't if you haven't seen it 
I'll be checking it out. That sounds like a nice in-between. I love me some Teen Titans. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's enjoyable. So it's, you know, it's at times, it's a little cheesy at times. It's not fantastic, but but it's good. It's pretty good. I enjoyed it. So, um, but, you know, but anyways, but, you know, listen, man, MCU, oh, dude, I'm just ready, dude. And then we were talking about before, before we started, like, this is, it's WandaVision. And then right after it's going to be Winter Soldier and, you know, and the Falcon or Falcon and Winter Soldier. And like right after that, I mean, like we're just going to get hit with a million different MCU things. And it's been two years since, since Endgame came out. So like, I'm ready, I'm ready to advance the story and we're doing that now. And it's, uh, it's great, man. Phase four, we're into it. It's, it's, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready, baby. So, well, Hey guys, thanks for listening. We're going to be doing a show every week. We're going to be doing a, a breakdown of every episode of WandaVision uh, once a week. And then, uh, and then maybe we'll do a recap at the end. Maybe we'll have someone on do a, a, a full, a, you know, full season recap at the end. Uh, maybe get a pull a special guest on or something like that, uh, and and do something. But it'll be fun. So, anyways, thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, uh, Taylor. Well, uh, you're what T Kyle's thirty nine at T Kyle's thirty nine on Twitter. Yes, sir. At Man, T Kyle's thirty nine. Yes, sir. This boy is out here grinding tape out here, man. So, uh, you know, listen, you can come for the MCU, stay for the football takes. Uh, that's what I would say. So I like uh, it. So you got to do it. And I'm, I'm, uh, at P lane underscore Pat. So you can, uh, you can follow me there too, if you want. So anyways, Taylor, this was so much fun, man. I can't wait. I'm excited to be back in this again. Uh, we had the best theme song perhaps of all time. So, uh, I'm happy that that's back out there and, uh, and we'll, we'll talk to you guys next week. See you guys soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, Just go to cars.com. It's magical.